It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz. If you've listened to this show with any sort of frequency, maybe you know, and if you're just joining us for week one, welcome. Uh, I am a huge advocate for maternal mental health. I experienced my own postpartum mood and anxiety disorder after my first daughter was born. Uh, She's now six years old, but I had postpartum anxiety and OCD, and I've talked about it several times on the show, so I invite you to podcast wherever you podcast. Uh, Search for the KSL Mom Show, and you can scroll back to some of uh, my previous episodes talking about that experience. But through that experience, I've met some wonderful people and some wonderful advocates here in Utah, and so I want to talk today about ways we can support women after they've had babies here in Utah. And some of this is going to be on a broader, more systemic level. Some of it will be just be like in our own communities. But all of these conversations, I think, need to be had. And then I want to tell you also about a great event coming up this Saturday, this coming Saturday, so next weekend, uh, that uh, supports women who've had postpartum mood disorder. So I'll tell you about the Climb Out of the Darkness event coming up as well. Joining me now is Heather Dopp. She is the co-chair of Utah's Maternal Mental Health Policy Committee. Heather, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. Okay, so first of all, you're a mom to how many kids? And share a little bit about your postpartum experience and how you got involved in the maternal mental health advocacy world. Yeah, of course. Um, I am a mom to two kids. I have, they're both summer birthdays, so in August they're going to be six and four. And my journey started when I was pregnant with my daughter, my second pregnancy. My first pregnancy was fine. I didn't have any um, perinatal or postpartum maternal illness, mental illness. But about six to eight weeks into my second pregnancy, I woke up one morning one morning, and I just wanted to die. I had these suicidal thoughts. It was literally like a switch flipped in my brain and the joy of pregnancy was gone and I wanted it to, to be over. And thanks to my wonderful midwife and my husband who stepped in and was a double time dad and housekeeper and um, his work gave him time off. He took care of the house until I was able to get with my midwife, get on some medication and get back to life as usual. And I had heard about postpartum depression and anxiety before, but nothing perinatal, meaning before pregnant, uh, before labor and delivery. I had no idea it was a thing. So once I was back on my feet, after I had my daughter, I was thinking about it one day and I it's like this, I ha- I can't be the only one. There's, there has to be more information about this. I've got to find somebody else who's experienced this. So I did a quick Google search, and I found the Utah Maternal Mental Health uh, Collaborative. I think that's what it used to be called. Now mm-hmm. it's uh, Postpartum Support International Utah or PSI Utah. And I connected with them, sent them an email, and the rest is history. Now I'm knee deep in it. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting to me that you talk about how it happened to you in pregnancy, because I think a lot of women don't know that. I think that the anxiety and the depression you can feel when you're pregnant, women just like chalk that up to it being a hard time or like, I don't know what's going on. And 
uh, it's really important that women know that it can happen in pregnancy too. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, we get a lot of PR nationwide about after delivery and baby blues and what's not baby blues and when to talk to your doctor after you have your baby, but virtually nothing about what happens when you're pregnant. You, you know, you test for gestational diabetes, but you're never checked for your mental health and your well-being. So and your we baby's checked how many times? Maybe this leads us right into our discussion, Heather, about what we yeah. can do to support postpartum women. Because your baby is checked. I can't even do the math off the top of my head. But once a month for the first 30 some odd weeks and then once every other week and then once a week. So dozens of times, as they should be. I'm not arguing that we shouldn't check babies. Um, but mom's mental health, one, is not routinely checked throughout that process. And then also you see your OB once, once after birth and after this major life and sometimes traumatic event. And I just don't understand why this hasn't changed yet. Do you have any insights for us on what needs to change? I know it's like, you know, the ACOG has to get involved, right? The the professional society that advises obstetrics and gynecology on best practices, right? So this isn't an easy just like flip the switch, but how do we make this change? Yeah, you, you're exactly right. This is a multifaceted issue. You have everything from insurance companies who don't want to pay for anything after the six-week six checkup or Medicaid expansion. We've been working to get Medicaid expansion past six weeks to a full year for the mother. because That's a huge hurdle as well. And Lindsay, I've got to mention, we have such a problem in Utah with moms not even going to their six-week checkup after. They're more concerned about their baby. They don't think about themselves at all. They Maybe they didn't have any um, tearing or any labor and delivery uh, complications, so they feel like they don't need to go. So a big thing is just telling pe- telling moms first of all, that it's so important to take care of yourself, get that checkup, make sure everything's okay. Um, But then we get those hurdles with insurance and with COVID, a huge thing was mom just basically not wanting to leave the house. So we're slowly getting back into feeling comfortable going out in public after giving birth. Um, And to, to meet the demands of our rising cases of peri or postpartum mental illness, we're we're kind of bouncing off nationwide a few ideas, like maybe we need to get a second visit after the six week checkup for mom to just go into her provider specifically to get one of the um, questionnaires done about her mental wellness check-in, or we can, we can check in on mom at any of these many, many pediatric visits with their kids, have the doctors spend a moment to just check in with mom, or um, also getting Medicaid expansion into that year after pregnancy because a lot of moms can't afford it. Their kids stay on um, Medicaid after they're born, obviously, but the mom gets kicked off once her labor and delivery is all done. All done, her benefits are gone. So that's another thing we're working on right now is Medicaid expansion. 
Heather Dopp is the co-chair of Utah's Maternal Mental Health Policy Committee here in Utah. And uh, Heather, I know we've just scratched the surface on what can be done to help postpartum women, but uh, we're going to come back and talk more about that. But we, you have an event coming up this weekend that uh, yours truly is actually hosting, and it's called Climb Out of the Darkness. This is, on a local level, how you can support moms who are postpartum, who are dealing with a postpartum mood or anxiety disorder, anyone from who's currently going through it or who's a survivor of it, like you and I, Heather, tell us about this event. Yes, we are so excited about our Climb Out of the Darkness event. This is an annual event that happens actually worldwide, but each chapter of Postpartum Support International has their own little fundraiser. And fundraising is really just a small part about part of it. We just want to get moms out, families out to connect, to get some fresh air, to celebrate their journey. And so it is Saturday, June 26th. We're expecting a hot summer, of course. So we're going to do it in the morning. Um, It's 10 a.m. to noon at Sugar House Park. We're going to start at the Fabian Lakeside Pavilion down by the lake. You can drive past. Um, And please come meet at the pavilion. We're going to have lots of fun freebies. Thanks to Harmon's for giving us food and we'll have raffle tickets to everybody who comes and of course you get to hear Lindsay speak we're so excited about that they listen to the show every week they're like enough already get that girl away (laughs) from the mic uh uh, so no tickets needed just show up right at sugar house park 10 a.m by the pond there you'll see the big event happening so yeah great it's called climb out of the darkness you can google that for more information uh and of course wherever you podcast it's in the show notes of this week's episode so search for the ksl mom show we'll take a break more with heather when we come back you've joined the mom show being a mom can be tough sometimes we try to make it easier here's Lindsay Ertz on ksl news radio Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Joining me now is Heather Dopp. She is the co-chair of Utah's Maternal Mental Health Policy Committee. I am a huge advocate for maternal mental health uh, here in Utah. And by advocate, I just mean I'll talk about it uh, any chance I get (laughs) because I truly believe women need so much more support, especially mothers need so much more support. And here in Utah, I feel like there are some things we struggle with, with helping Women and mothers feel supported uh, and heard and seen. And one of those ways is a lot of times I feel, Heather, like we we get pregnant, we have babies, which they want us to do, and then we're like left to the wolves. We're just like left to figure things out by ourselves. Like, did you feel that way having two kids of your own where it was just like, here's a baby, good luck. Yeah, yeah, they pretty much at the hospital just make sure you have your car seat installed correctly, and then they're like, sayonara. I don't even think they did that. I remember looking at my husband like, wait, you're not coming home with us? How do we know he's going to be okay while we're sleeping? (laughs) I feel like mine just made sure I breastfed, and then they sent me on my way. Like, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's that, too. But So part of this is a bigger issue than just a flip of a switch and saying, we need more, uh, you know, postnatal visits for women. So these doctors and these trained professionals can catch women who are experiencing a postpartum mood disorder. It's going to take the professional society, the, you know, ACOG, right, to come out and, and issue rules. And they've done that in the past few years, right, where they've said, okay, the postpartum care for women needs to be a little bit more 
broad-based and a little bit more focused on mom, too, and that includes, like, whatever that that looks like, not just a one-time visit. So they have said that, but at the same time, there's I feel like there are still moms getting missed in this process. Yeah, and as you said, it's, it's definitely systemic. Um, one thing that we're focusing on nationwide right now is expanding paid family leave. There are so many women, Lindsay, so many, you would not believe that go back to work after two weeks because they do not have paid family leave and things are getting more expensive nationwide. There's no way to argue around it. And we have moms have to work. So many moms have to work. So many moms choose to work and that's great. And they deserve to be able to, um, expand their career if they'd like or stay home if they'd like so a huge hurdle we're facing many of the women facing um, after delivery is having to go back to work or if they've had a difficult delivery and have had complications like a c-section their partner has to go back to work two or three days later yeah I can tell you I was not ready to go back to work after my first was born and I was begging my work to help me out in some way and they just wouldn't and then they fired me a month later oh my gosh yes and those legal protections go away after you deliver your baby when you're pregnant you're protected and then after that you have this child you need to take care of and the system isn't on your side it's so hard I feel like, again, it's not going to be so simple as to just flip the switch and say, okay, we need, it's got to be a systemic shift. So what do you think, Heather, needs to happen? Do we need to focus more on, okay, we see our pediatrician in the first two weeks postpartum, right? Do we need to put more focus on pediatricians being able to screen and catch women who are suffering? Do we need to push ACOG to make decisions on uh, more visits postpartum? Do we need um, just more community support? As I'm saying this, don't we need all of it? <laughs> it's not going to yes. be just like one of these is the answer, but where where should we put our focus? Yes. So, well, my personal focus with the Utah Maternal Mental Health Policy Committee is the policy. And ACOG does come out frequently and make statements and change of recommendations, but that doesn't necessarily remove the red tape of forcing insurance companies to cover us or forcing companies to provide paid family leave. And that's why um, some of the more progressive candidates have such a strong platform of young mothers backing them is because they say, yes, this paid family leave pays off in the long run. Our moms and our parents fare better. Our children fare better. So a lot of it is getting that policy implemented statewide and nationwide. Yeah. And I'm happy to say, Lindsay, that for a red state, Utah is doing really well in making major advances in maternal mental health care. It's wonderful. I do feel like as far as we have a maternal mental health specialist at the Utah Department of Health, how many states have that? Oh, so few, Lindsay. I I think there are maybe 11 who actually report nationwide their maternal mortality and report on maternal mental illness. So this is unheard of. Yeah. And and so we do have a lot of people working on it here in Utah, which is a, a really good sign, as we should, because we have a lot of babies here in Utah, right? That's how that's what we're known for all across the world. Yeah. It's how many babies we have. But yet we don't have some of the, the care in place. So Talk to me about what other changes you would like to see, maybe on a state level. 
Yeah, the Medicaid expansion, we're going to start working on for the 2022 legislative session. We have a lot of moms on Medicaid and keeping their benefits in place after they deliver will be a, a great success for us. Um, another thing we're trying to work on here in Utah is systemic racism in the healthcare. Within the healthcare system in Utah, we still have this big systemic racism problem. So we'd like to work on that as well and make sure that there is more accountability. So we're going to focus on that as well. And then another thing that we really want to push is doula care being covered by Medicaid and other insurance companies. Doulas are relatively new to me. I'm not sure if they have made a comeback or if I just missed the the uh, memo when I was pregnant and delivering, but doulas increase the positive outcome of labor and delivery and pregnancy and postpartum in such a massive way for any woman who uses them. And we're trying to get them covered by Medicaid and other insurance companies because these doulas it's expensive, you know, yeah. you have to be ready in the middle of the night when a lot of women give birth and they're there for pre prenatal appointments, oftentimes, and some postpartum doulas stay for days and weeks if their client needs it. And that is a major, major, major financial undertaking. Yeah, it that seems we need like to help a, them with as well. Yeah, a privilege to be able to have a doula. So I imagine there's many low income women who can't afford it. Absolutely. Heather Dopp is the co-chair of Utah's Maternal Mental Health Policy Committee, talking about some ways postpartum women can be supported. Uh, and I would just extend this a broad conversation to women in general, moms in general, right? Supporting families in general. Uh, but Heather, you have an event coming up this weekend, Saturday, Sugar House Park, 10 a.m. You're doing a climb out of the darkness, which is just a metaphor for climbing out of a postpartum mood or anxiety disorder. So one thing we could do on a very, very local level is come walk with other moms, see other moms who have experience postpartum mood disorders. If you're going through it, if you've been through it, uh, just come out. Sugar House Park, 10 a.m., meet by the pond um, on that, what is it, the west side, like lower yes. west side? Fabian Lakeside Pavilion. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, so come out and join us this weekend. We'll take a break. More on The Mom Show when we come back. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning, and then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. If you are just joining us, having a conversation today about some things we can do to support postpartum women more. And this is taking both a look at the systemic and big problems out there and also the little problems in our little communities and the way we can support moms and families more. Joining me to talk about this, Heather Dopp. She's the co-chair of Utah's Maternal Mental Health Policy Committee. And they have a huge event coming up this weekend at Sugar House Park called Climb Out of the Darkness where uh, we're going to support women who have experience postpartum mood disorders like myself and Heather both have yours truly going to be 
hosting it. And Heather, what I love about this little community that you're a part of, that you've let me crash, um, is just all these women have been through this. So when you tell women some of the things you experienced having a postpartum, I had postpartum anxiety and OCD, they're like, oh, girl, I get it. Get it? Been there? Done that. Yeah. One of the things we love about this event is we get more and more women out and it's kind of our way of reducing the stigma. They see all of these women. Oh, you too. Oh yeah. I totally experienced this as well. And then the more we talk about it, the more we find that it's intergenerational and you may not have heard your mom or your grandma talk about it before, but then when you get in the right conversation and they explain what they went through years back when they were pregnant with you or your siblings, and you realize that this isn't necessarily new, but um, we've found that it's becoming more severe. And as our population grows and we're having more babies and we're in the age of social media where we can connect more with people across the world, we're finding that this is a a major issue and that um, while a lot of mental illness makes you feel so alone, you are not alone in this. This is a huge struggle. I kind of feel like every single mother has some form of postpartum issue after they give birth. Like, have you ever talked to a mom and you just realized that she had postpartum depression or anxiety and she didn't know it? And you're just kind of like, I think this is what everyone's experiencing. And yet you feel so much like you're the only one who struggles after giving birth. Yes, there is such a blur in between the baby blues, which everyone experiences, and actual postpartum depression, anxiety, psychosis, etc. It's just such a massive life change. Of course, we're going to struggle through it. To expect us to go through this gracefully, even at our sixth or seventh pregnancy is just not realistic. Yeah, and, and so many women say it happens to them not after their first child, but after, like you said, six Six? Who's having six kids out there? Yeah. But after <laughs> subsequent children, right? And so it surprises them because they're like, cool, I'm a mom. I've done this before. I know what to expect. This isn't my first rodeo. And then they're blindsided by the way this one is so different. Yeah, Lindsay, we don't have any in, uh, statistics to, to suggest that just because you haven't had it in the past, you won't experience it in a future pregnancy. It happens to anyone, anywhere regardless of the pregnancy number, regardless of race or age or gender. It's anybody who births a child is prone to this. And let's talk about how I've had Utah's first lady, Abby Cox, on the show to talk about her postpartum depression after her third baby. So even high profile women experience this. Yes, we are so grateful to have first lady Abby Cox um, joining our cause and sharing her story about postpartum depression and anxiety it's it's great to feel like we have someone in the state capitol who understands us and shares our lived experience yeah especially in utah yeah that's really important so heather dopp is uh, the co-chair of the utah maternal mental health policy committee heather just talk to me about what it felt like for you to have postpartum issues uh how would other women know if they're going through this Yeah. So again, mine was perinatal and that totally blindsided me. One thing we forget is that it can happen at any stage of pregnancy or up to a year postpartum. So I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know that this could happen to me. So it blindsided me. It blindsided my husband. 
Um, but fortunately I had a midwife uh, who was familiar with it and knew exactly what to do. I didn't even have to go schedule an appointment. I talked to her on the phone and she was able to talk to me right away. And um, that's a huge thing that we need to work on as a state is training providers um, not even, not just OBGYNs and midwives, but mental health practitioners as, as well on how best to treat these moms who are going through this because it's not standard care. Right. We need this to require special experience and training. And that's one of the pieces too that we can do to help support postpartum women is make it standard of care, right? Like what yes. if every OB was trained as a maternal mental health specialist? Yes, right now it it's all specialized. They have to go out on their own and seek out the training and do it if they are interested in doing it. But I can't speak for medical school, but this curriculum isn't part of standard training. Right. Yeah, I I can get the I, I get that. I, I'm just wondering again, I think we sort of brought up this question in the last segment was what do we put our focus on? This seems like if we're going to get all the OBs trained in maternal mental health, that's a big push. If we're going to get ACOG to change some of the the recommendations, that's a heavy lift. You know, it's just all yeah. of these things feel so heavy. So maybe talk more yes. on a community level. What do you think moms right here in Utah can do besides coming out to climb out of the darkness on Saturday at Sugar yeah. House Park at 10 a.m.? What else should we be doing? Like when our girlfriend has a baby. Oh, yes. So there's some great, great advice here. This is one of those situations where asking is okay. Like, call me if you need anything. But even better is to drop off a meal unsolicited or um, offer, here, I'm going to be, my kids will be at the babysitter on Tuesday. Can I come over and do your laundry? Can I come do your dishes? Something tactical that would make a real-time impact. Or I'm going out to Costco tonight. Do you need any diapers? Do you need any wipes? Can I get you groceries? Mm -hmm. Like too many times we're like, hey, I'm so happy for you. Call me if you need anything. And then it, it's like way back in the back of your head and in mom's head. So instead, just be a little bit proactive and think, oh, I'm going to Swig or I'm going to So Delicious. What can I get you? I know your baby's keeping you up at night. Let me give you some caffeine. Yeah. And you know what I did for a girlfriend once? This is not to toot my own horn, but I found it so convenient. Just order them DoorDash. I sent a DoorDash right to her house and it dropped it off at her doorstep. I didn't even have to leave my house. I just paid for a soda. Yes, that is such a great uh, a great point. Or like HelloFresh yeah. or any of these subscription meal kits for their baby shower gift. Give them a subscription meal kit. Oh, for that's a month or that's a long. great idea. Somebody give me that. Just the HelloFresh or the Blue Apron or whatever, <laughs> yeah. so I don't have to cook dinner. Doesn't that sound great for yes. any stage of life? Please just bring me food. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even having a baby anytime soon. I had one two years ago. Can somebody help me out, please? <laughs> Heather Dopp is the co-chair of Utah's Maternal Mental Health Policy Committee. They have a big event this weekend at Sugar House Park, 10 a.m. Saturday morning at Sugar House Park. Don't need a ticket. Just come support women and support moms who've had postpartum mood disorders and then uh, maybe win some prizes as well. We'll take a break. More with Heather on The Mom Show when we come back. Back inside The Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Been having a conversation about how we can help postpartum women today, postpartum moms in particular. Um, and this is something that after I had a baby, 
I'm, what, two and a half years out from my last baby, six years from my first baby, who after I had her had postpartum anxiety and OCD. It's like in the first week after you have a baby, everybody drops off the meals, right? You get meals for like a week, 10 days, maybe if you're lucky. You get some crock pot meals, some freezer meals if you're lucky. And then about six weeks in, the meals fade And the help goes away. And you're like, wait, what about all those casseroles? Because this is when the baby is ultra fussy. And this is when real life kicks in. And like the first three months are like all congratulations. And then, you know, stuff starts to fade and life gets real. So I kind of wish we didn't do baby showers, but we did like postpartum showers, you know, where everyone just comes over and hangs out and takes care of the baby. I think that would be... And mom naps. And mom sleeps, yeah. And and she doesn't have to clean her house. No one judges her for what her house looks like when they come over. In fact, they clean her house. Yeah. How would that be, right? Perfect world. Perfect world. In a perfect world. So Heather Dopp is uh, the co-chair of Utah's Maternal Mental Health Policy Committee. And uh, she's part of a big event happening this Saturday, this coming Saturday, at Sugar House Park. It's called Climb Out of the Darkness. Yours truly is going to be hosting it. And uh, basically, it is a group of women who are supporting women who've had postpartum mood or anxiety disorders. So postpartum depression, anxiety, OCD, PTSD, psychosis, which a lot of women don't know all of those can happen to you during pregnancy and postpartum. Um, and so we'd invite you to come out Saturday morning, 10 a.m. at Sugar House Park. Look for the blue and yellow balloons by the pond, and you can come join us. Heather, tell us more about the event. What can we expect? What are we going to do while we're there? Yes, this is a great event. We do it every year. Um, Postpartum Support International, the head office, always tries to schedule this on the summer solstice or as close to the summer solstice because it's the lightest day of the year, and it represents the light at the end of the darkness of facing a maternal mental illness and it honors the journey and celebrates coming to the other side while also um, paying respect to women we've lost from perinatal or postpartum mental illness. That's such a beautiful um, metaphor of climbing out of the darkness that you literally do it on the longest day of the year where there's the most light of the entire year on this day. Yeah, it is. It is really intentional. The date they choose and our symbol is a mountain because we know it's a hard climb out of these, you know, the darkest depths that many people will ever experience. So and when I say climb out of the darkness, we're calling it a climb. We are literally just taking a lap around the park and we intentionally make it stroller friendly and it's not a big walk. It's going to be really short and enjoying enjoyable and So please don't be stressed out if you hear that it's a climb. It's just a walk. Right. It's not a hike per se. Although one year I hosted said climb and I had it at Enzyme Peak, which I don't regret the decision, but it is a hike. That is an actual hike. And if you're not in shape or just had a baby, that could be a tough one. Yes. Yes. That is that is tough, especially if you're baby wearing. If you have twins, you're baby wearing. Don't plan on going that way. Right. We've made this one accessible to all. Yeah. Families can come, bring your dogs on a leash. It's a whole thing. Um, And that's great about the event, too, is it's not like you got to get a babysitter and just go out with your spouse, right? Although you're welcome to do that, too. It is, you know, for the whole family, bring the whole family and walk. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, if you come, you will get a raffle ticket. We have incredible donors who have 
donated raffle items. Uh, just to give you a really short list, we have Minky Couture's giving away a gift basket. Um, we have baby shoes from Robbie, Robbie's Babies. They're giving away a gift basket. Taking Care of Babies is giving away a sleep class. doTERRA is giving away essential oils, like this full essential oil kit. There is something for everyone here and so many raffle prizes. So please come, we have things to give away and all you have to do is be there. I love it. And if you don't come, I'm just gonna take all those prizes home because that minky sounds lovely. Yes, yeah, we are so grateful for so many businesses that have donated great things that aren't necessarily specific to babies either. So. There's something for everyone. Yeah, I love that. Heather Dopp is the co-chair of Utah's Maternal Mental Health Policy Committee. She's helping put on the Climb Out of the Darkness event, which happens every year here in Utah. Uh, this year is at Sugar House Park, 10 a.m. on Saturday, the 26th. So come out and join us if you would. You can just look for the blue and yellow balloons, which are going to be um, on that west side by the pond there. Heather, what final message do you want to leave with postpartum women? Yes, my main advice is take care of yourself and don't stay silent. Don't let yourself suffer alone. There are so many of us who've been there and we have that firsthand experience and we know how to help you now. So please reach out. I recommend Googling PSI Utah. We have so many resources. If you're struggling to find a provider to take care of you um, while you're experiencing mental illness, or even if you have a hard time paying for your services for mental health care. We have, we have um, grants and scholarships for moms and families struggling to pay for their care. Please reach out to us. We are here to help. Yeah, PSI Utah, a great resource. Another one I would mention is maternalmentalhealth.utah.gov, which is the state's website yes. where you can search for a provider trained in maternal mental health issues. So if you're ever wondering, like, I don't even know how to find a therapist who can help me, you can go to that website, maternalmentalhealth.utah.gov, and find one. Yes, we love that resource. That is a major game changer. We are totally leading the way in the United States. In making access to maternal health trained providers so much easier. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's really important. Heather Dobb, thank you so much for joining me this week on The Mom Show. We'll see you all Saturday at Sugar House Park for Climb Out of the Darkness. And we'll be back next week on The Mom Show.